0: Welcome to Leading Simple with
1: Rusty George. Our goal is to make following Jesus and leading others a bit more simple. Here's your host, Rusty George. Hey everyone, what is going on? It's a new year, you've got a new you, and we have a new podcast format. Welcome to episode 135 of Leading Simple. Uh, We've recently been picked up by an incredible platform called Charisma, and for the literally millions of people who listen to podcasts from Charisma, Thank you for letting us join the party. Honored to be here. We've also picked up a couple sponsors that you may have heard me talk about. Growmentum is a consulting group that helps churches go to the next level. And if you're looking for a little bit of help in this new year, post-COVID season possibly for you, check out growmentumgroup.com. They offer you so much help and will be amazing for you. Also, if you're interested in planting a church, Stadia Church Planting. Uh, they do a phenomenal job in getting you set up and we've used them for multiple church plants and also church plant assessments for our church planters and campus pastors. Our friends at Stadia uh, can be reached at Stadiachurchplanting.com. They're a proud sponsor of the show and we're proud to be associated with them. And if you're interested in planting a church in California, I'd love to know. So contact me uh, at Real Life Church. That'd be George at reallifechurch.org. Well, today we're going to talk with my buddy and co-host, Brad Williams. Brad joins us at least once a month, maybe two, uh, just to take a little break out from his uh, heavy work schedule uh, to spend time with us as we uh, just kind of walk through life and figure out where God is leading us. And today, cannot wait to begin this discussion. Here we go. Well, we are back again for another episode with Rusty and Brad. Just chatting about life and making things simple, trying to help the overwhelmed. Brad, have you been overwhelmed more during COVID or coming out of COVID?
0: It's um, a great question. I've been overwhelmed uh, more by far during COVID. Hmm. By far, because you know you have to. We had to navigate all that confusion, and I have a um, a lot of children. And my wife and it was a lot I mean think about what we were dealing with you know during during 2020 so yeah it was definitely more overwhelming during it coming out of it it's funny because you you look back and you see like hindsight's 2020 no pun intended Mm. and uh and you I'm more appreciative like ironically (laughs) right I'm more appreciative towards a lot of things when I look at when I look at what we've been through as difficult as it has been, I think part of 2021 is that we can see what we've been through and we can see how we've grown and how it's strengthened us. Um, you can't, I mean, nothing grows, nothing can be comfortable and grow at the same time.
1: Right. Yeah. You
0: know, And I think 2020 was a lot of growth in a lot of areas for a lot of people, you know, so looking back on it. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm encouraged, um, about the future
1: yeah that's uh that's well said um I think that uh what's interesting to me is you know you kind of get out of shape when it comes to i mean not just physically there's all the stories about the covid fifteen everybody put on and but you get out of the rhythm of small talk of you yeah. know having social cues with people and being able to uh well even be able to see their face you know without a mask on and deal with all of that and Man, I at the end of the day, after being out amongst the public now, I'm just exhausted. You know, I'm not yeah. not used to this, uh, used to the, the quiet of the home. And now I'm out amongst the, the masses. It gets kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, so now do you feel do you
0: feel like for you as a, as a six on the Enneagram hmm. uh, and security being what it is to you? How are you feeling um, when it comes to being back out like that?
1: yeah I think it's a it's certainly a weird thing because you're you're out of the bat cave, you know you're out there amongst uh, yeah. people and 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 um, the, the weirdest thing for me is the mask thing as far as not being able to see people's faces and yeah. kind of pick up on those social cues of laughter, sarcasm, uh, you know all that kind of stuff that we used to be able to do. So I think it does make us a little bit more uh, uh, reserved and for a six mm-hmm. you know, a little bit more. Uh, nervous because we, we thrive on loyalty. We yeah. don't know. We don't know yeah, what's you behind got- that mask. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to see what people are thinking.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. So, Brad, yeah. I think this is the first podcast you have been on since our new sponsor has picked up, or I shouldn't say sponsor, platform of Charisma. And we're really honored to be on their platform and to be working with them. And so for those of our new listeners, let me introduce Brad Williams to you. He is a friend. He is a, a local business leader, thought leader, and all around a great guy. And he and I have been friends for many years. He's uh, a leader in our church. And I just love having him on the podcast because he asks great questions. And he thinks uh, really clearly when it comes to uh, business and leadership and being a follower of Jesus out in the marketplace. So, Brad, welcome from Charisma.
0: Well, thank you. I'm honored to be here. Thank you, Charisma. Thank you, Rusty. Excited about today's topic. Um, We'll be talking about the timing of God. Mm. And uh, what do you think when you hear that?
1: The timing of God, I think of a phrase I heard years ago, and it's proved to be true, and that is, God is seldom early and never late. Uh, <laughs> yeah. His timing is perfect, yeah. though it isn't hardly ever our timetable.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we have a saying. We had a saying in the church I came up in, and it's like, um, he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. You know,
0: and it, it does ring true, but. I wanted to talk um, I was looking forward to this conversation because um, I feel like whenever we think about what we need to do to improve our personal life, our walk with the Lord, when we try to improve our businesses, um, I talk to a lot of companies that you know, are startups um, and people trying to start uh, start new things, going new ventures. I also talk to a lot of people who are seasoned, but things are changing, mm-hmm. and they put all these plans together and they put the team together. They have these ideas and it's like they factor everything in except for a timing, Mm -hmm. you know? And when I think of the timing of God, I think of, you know, folks like David who, you know, killed Goliath at 17, but didn't become king till he was 30. Mm. And so, uh, for you, um, what do you feel like, well, one, just opportunity wise, do you feel like, um, you can look back on your life and see how God's timing was perfect. And then on the flip side, when you look back on your life were there are times where you had everything lined up, but you just missed them.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a really great question. I think that, um, you know, I, timing is certainly an issue when you're young because you might be excited about a new venture or a job or even a relationship and you're ready mentally but you're not ready emotionally you know you don't have that um, emotional maturity to be able to pull this off um yep. i think a lot about uh uh the rocky movies okay you know uh, you see a guy that uh when they and, and it's true for rocky it's true for uh, mr t's character and many other characters if you get the success before the character you don't have the undergirding to be able to handle it um yeah. but when you get it at the right time then you respect it you appreciate it And I think the same thing is true with a job opportunity, a relationship. Um, Some people rush into marriage and they're not ready for it. Um, Mm -hmm. Some people rush into a business venture and, you know, they might've had the timing. They might've even had the funding, but they weren't ready to handle it. Um, And uh, I think I heard Bill Murray recently say, anytime somebody gets famous, the first 10 years, they're going to be a jerk. But if they get past that... That's when it gets good. <laughs> and and I think there's something to be said about that seasoning element of it. And when it comes to God's timing, I think that obviously he knows best. And you look at a guy like David, as you referenced, you look at a guy like Paul, who had to wait, you know, 12 years from the Damascus road to be able to have his first, you know, true mission experience. And even the story of Joseph. Yeah. He gets his vision from God and spends 17 years in a prison uh, or his journey before he becomes fulfilling that vision. So I think it's a matter of, of do we trust God through this?
0: Yeah, no, that's good. And I was gonna I was gonna ask, with all those great examples that you just gave, and then you know, Abraham comes to mind, and Sarah, mm. um, Solomon, the wisest man on the on earth outside of Jesus himself, um, wrote wrote about <laughs> ecclesiastics, uh, seasons changing and timing. With all of this information, on on timing it's like god overloaded us with data on his timing but why is it so hard for us to wait
1: yeah and i think it um i mean certainly you look back at the scriptures and people waited a lot easier back then and i think it's just really our fast-paced society now mm-hmm. we're uh, i mean even in the last 10 years it's harder to wait than it was because of the iphone and because of uh amazon next day delivery those kind of things so i think that we just always assume that god's going to keep up with our our speed of progress yeah when god's not really interested in our in our uh progress or even sometimes our comfort level but rather our character and that always takes time that's a chiseling process look at the metaphors that are used throughout scripture you know planting seed and waiting for it to grow that's not an overnight process that's not Grubhub right that is uh, a full year of harvest you know and and sometimes longer uh, the same thing of um, you know fishing uh, certainly they lived in an agrarian culture back then and and uh, fishing community but that was a that was a timing thing that was a process thing and yeah. and surely you know obviously Jesus dropped into that you know kind of slice of time it could have been different if he'd been somewhere else but the same principle is true that you know, God, God uses that waiting time to make us into the people that can handle the miracle, uh, because it's not always something we can handle right at first.
0: Yeah, no, that's well said. Um, and too, while you were talking, I was thinking about the fact that um, what we're seeing in our society right now is a lot of impatience. And um, when it comes to thinking and when it comes to interpersonal relationships, it's it's exhausting. It's it's hard work. I read this great quote and the quote said thinking is hard, that's why we judge.
1: Hmm. That's yeah. good. That's why yeah, we judge it's easier. It, yeah, it burns see less that. mental calories. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean it's a culture of blame out there right now. I mean it's easier to blame. It's um what's the old saying? We've said it here before on the podcast that not all not all of us want a God, but we all want a devil. Yeah, you know, we need someone to point at yeah. and say, "It's your fault. You're the devil. You're wrong. You're, you know, you, you can be blamed." Um, and I think that you know the same is true for this timing thing because, you know, you live in this culture of "I want it now," and then you can get into the, um, um, the, the constant regrets and the constant sense of. Uh, excuses. Mm -hmm. Well, if I only had this, or if I had that, or if I were in your shoes or whatever, it's just, it's blaming when, what I think it is, Brad, I think if you peel back all the layers, I think the reason it's so hard to wait. And the reason we're so quick to judge is because it, it messes with our sense of control. Mm,
0: It's a very good point.
1: You know, at the end, at the end of the day, what we can't stand as humans is to not be in control. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing we have to to yield to God. You know, um, I love this quote from uh, Dallas Willard. Uh, John Orberg talks about a time that he and Dallas were at a place and Dallas spoke. And, uh, you know, when you and I get done with a presentation, with a message, with whatever it is, we're immediately wondering, how did it go?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm thinking that while it's going on, as I'm looking at the crowd. And then I'm fishing around for compliments after it's over, right? <laughs> And they're walking out to the car, and John looks at him and says, Well, how do you think that went? And Dallas says, Well, we don't know yet. And his point was that now God will use that Mm. and begin to work in somebody's life, and it's out of his control. Yeah, All he did was empty his cup. He didn't have to fill everybody else's. He emptied his, and God does what he wants to do with it.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. And it also speaks to the trust level you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, he, tr- he trusts God to do what God does once we've been obedient to him.
1: Right. Brad, I'm curious what you've got, you know, you have six kids mm-hmm. uh, ranging in ages. Uh, yes. One daughter that's already married, another mm-hmm. daughter that's at, you know, been at college. And yet you, you've got to answer to them when they're wondering about your timing. What have you learned about God and His timing from being a father to kids with different opinions about your timing? Hey, let me interrupt this podcast let you know some big news. My latest book, After Amen, which, to be honest with you, is my favorite book, and the one that uh, I would say is kind of my legacy to my kids. If they learn one thing from me, I hope they learn how to pray, and I hope this book helps them do that. This book, After Amen, What to Do When You're Waiting on God – uh, is now on Audible. So if you're a reader by listening more than you are by visually reading, uh, pick it up. Just go to audible.com or amazon.com, turn in some of those Audible credits you may have and grab a copy of After Amen. All right, back to my conversation with Brad. What have you learned about God and his timing from being a father to kids with different opinions about your timing?
0: Oh, wow. Um, that's a great question again. Um, when I, being a father, and when it comes to timing and kids, you spoke a lot about maturity earlier, mm-hmm. and I think the biggest um, parenting advice I guess I could give to a father out there who has, you know, kids and they're looking at them, they're looking at him, at his timing, mm-hmm. um, is understand your audience. Mm -hmm. know your audience know that they're kids and they're going to be less patient with a lot of things because they're supposed to be Mm -hmm. they're supposed to be and so when it comes to me and my timing i have to trust god and his timing even more because they're looking my my family's looking to me at my timing and so if i don't get everything from god i'm going to mess it up like if i go and try to operate on my own strength and try to control things and try to make things happen when i want to happen and and drag people across the finish line, you know, trying to get them to do certain things at a certain time and be at this level in school at a certain time or maturity level at a certain time or athletic ability at a certain time or uh, emotional intelligence at a certain time or when it comes to things they want and need and getting it and rushing and hurt. If I'm all caught up in all that as a man, I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. I've got to they've got to see they see me lean on God for all of that for all of that. And I had to learn that in time because it can be very stressful managing all those expectations. <laughs> and the only way you can do it is through, is through Christ.
1: That's so good. And So let's think about this. Your um, oldest daughter is 23? 24. 24. And your youngest son is? 12. 12. Okay. So that's, that's a pretty big age gap there. And you expect your 24-year-old to have more patience than your 12-year-old. Now, let's, let's translate that into spiritual maturity. When we think about somebody with spiritual depth and maturity, we typically think of somebody who's well-educated in the Bible, can quote book, chapter, and verse. But what we realize is maturity is our ability to be patient with God's timing.
0: Mm
1: and maybe our quest for knowledge is not going to help us get to where we want to go near as much as our quest for being patient for where God wants to take us and and how he wants to you know mold us into the people we are yeah i mean you you know you look at your you look at your 12 year old and they're impatient for you know various things from pizza to ice cream to video games and they get older their patience level improves and they recognize there's greater things out there than those things. Mm -hmm. Mm, Well, maybe, maybe more than video games and ice cream, but not pizza. Um, (laughs) You know, their perspective changes. And I think the thing with God's timing is it allows our perspective to change. I mean, you see that in the apostle Paul, he was a renegade right after Damascus and nobody would listen to him. He waits 12 years and he changes the world. And I think uh, the patience thing, the waiting thing is a little bit underrated
0: yeah no that's that's yeah you're spot on with that it it is and if you look at uh while you were talking i was thinking about um how how much god his love for us it it makes us love him even more Mm. but if we truly love him then we we will obey him out of love not out of um legalism
1: yeah obligation
0: obligation right yeah. but out of love out of love and and with love comes trust mm-hmm. and so when it comes to spiritual depth and maturity um you're right you know there's there there's individuals with a whole lot of knowledge when it comes to the word but um i really think god measures us differently mm.
1: that's well said you know,
0: that's, yeah. that's good
1: Absolutely,
0: and I, I think too. Like, do you see, you know, when it comes to, you know, um, overseeing a church, um, do you see a a pattern when it comes to success uh, versus failure in terms of execution at at uh, when it comes to the the house of the Lord and the church? Um, do you find things like you're more successful if you do wait on God if your timing is is, is what it should be versus t- trying to force the pace or control.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm a planner, so I like to get way ahead of things. And when things mess up my plans, man, it really rattles me. Um, and that's why COVID messed me up so bad, because we had so much stuff yeah. planned that we were unable to do. Some guys thrive on that. They thrive on chaos and quick changes and all that. Mm-hmm. It's really not me. I, I think what you have to know is you have to know which way you are. Are you a person that's heavy into control, um, and you are a you know kind of a driver? We're going to do it this way. We're going to do it this way, um, and it's on the calendar, so we're going to do it. And if that's the case, and that's who I am, you need to lean into people that are your brake pedals. Mm. That'll kind of go whoa whoa whoa. Hang on. Let's think this through. Let's think this through. And I have found that when you com- you know combine your natural inclinations with a team that's a little bit different than you, you kind of end up hitting the middle, which is good. Mm, Yeah. But if you're a person that's constantly a late adopter and slow to make a move and you're dragging behind, you can miss it. So have a few people that are the gas pedal around you and you'll balance each other out. And then it comes back to this whole effort of teamwork. And in that process, I think you end up finding God's timing in it all.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And and do you feel like, um, cause you asked me about my family and what we've been through in 2020, do you feel like looking at things uh, that you've been through, you know, when it comes to God's timing, do you feel better coming out of it going into 2021 or were you feeling uh, the pressure, you know, while you were in it?
1: No, I, I think, uh, I was talking to another pastor the other day about this. I think a lot of the things that used to make us feel pressure, they're just gone, mm-hmm. you know. It used to be all about how many people showed up on Sunday. Well, I'll tell you how many zero. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> it's all changed, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and all the all the typical metrics which turn into idols have been recalibrated. Uh, what matters most is your impact in people's lives. You know, the relationship with your neighbor whose you know mother-in-law just died of COVID, which is a situation we're dealing with um you know all those kind of things you just begin to right size what matters and i think it has been a tremendous thing for the church as frustrating as it is it's helped us focus in on what really matters most
0: and, and when it and when it comes to like the congregation and the people in the community we talked about like i have kids at home but you have a whole congregation <laughs> so you got me beat by a lot mm. and when it comes to expectations and Timing. How how have you learned to to manage um, everybody's expectations
1: mm.
0: and timing and wanting to rush or wanting to ha- things that happen a certain way? How have you done that and stayed focused on God and what he wants you to do?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great question because that speaks a lot about whether or not we were going to reopen or not reopen, um, and what is God's timing on that. Some churches decided they were never going to close. Some churches decided they were going to open relatively quickly, and I think every church has to make that decision based upon where they are and the people they serve. Um, I happen to live in a community where we don't have any hospital beds. Uh, they're full. The ER is full. The ICU is full. And so we decided we're not going to open, although we were planning to open second week in January, um, but didn't happen because we couldn't um, based on the numbers that we saw in our community. So you go back to what is it we're about? Well, we want to create a church that unchurched people want to attend. They don't want to attend a church that throws caution to the wind on the community's health. We We did not want to be ground zero for another outbreak. Now, then you get another side of people that come at you and say, well, you don't have enough faith. Well, there is faith, and then there's foolishness. You know, I mean, faith is, you, you know, you decide to follow God and do what you need to do, and we were able to have church online, we were able to have church outside, we just didn't move inside. Now, at the time this airs, we're going to be a little closer to moving back inside, But I think for your situation, based upon your mission, knowing the kind of church that you are, um, then you decide, what is God's timing for us? And then you got to be careful not to put that on everybody else Mm -hmm. and say, well, because we moved in, everybody should, or because we didn't, everybody shouldn't. I've got some great friends that are pastors here in this community. They did move back in. Good for them. Uh, We just didn't feel like, based upon our size and based upon our people— because, as you know, you can't lead people where they're unwilling to go. Mm-hmm. Our people don't want to go back in yet. So we'll wait it out a little bit longer until we're sure everybody's safe,
0: yeah, and that's that's good, and that's and it's wisdom. And I think you know when when we look at everything going on right now uh, in our communities, when it comes to church, when it comes to everything, um, it's wisdom to understand that it's, things are not just black or white. Mm-hmm. You know, things are not they're not just they're not that simple. There are a lot of levels and a lot of layers to this, you know, and God is not so simple that we can just, oh, he wants us to do this or he wants us to do that. You know, like, really, you know, it reminds me of Job when when all Job's buddies were telling him what God was thinking or why why this was going on. And Job was trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then. God was like, hey, you were all wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> my, my thoughts are way abo- higher than your thoughts. My ways are way yeah. above your ways. You all missed it. Yeah. You all missed it. And so I feel like that's what we're doing right now. We got a lot of people, like they know God and, and they're, they're that deep, <laughs> you know? Exactly. And it's not that, it's not the case. We're, we're just people, we're just humans, and we are trying to do our best, all of us to To get through this life in a way that honors him. Mm-hmm. And to do that, sometimes we do have to understand that there is a patience element. There's a timing element. There's a yielding element. There's there's a, a compassion that he has. And, and we need to listen to him mm-hmm. for our direction and not assume things and really listen and keep our mouths closed and our ears open.
1: Yeah, that's so good. You know, you look at the progression of the Bible. It's like in the Old Testament, God's talking to little kids. Don't do this. Do this, mm-hmm. and then you get into the Gospels, and it's more of a you know uh, adolescence, mm-hmm. you know a, more of a, of a parental and coaching role. And then you get into the Epistles towards the end of the, of the Bible, and it's really a hey, now you're thinking for yourself. Yeah. Uh, and and I always tell people the will of God is not always a balance beam. You're you know you're on it, you're off of it. Uh, there are some things that you know yes or no. Mm-hmm. Love God, love people. That's a yes. You know those kind of things. But the will of God, a lot of times, is like a uh, a corral. You know, there's some boundaries there, yeah. and you can move along freely in that, you know, and have a little bit of freedom in making those decisions. And you know, we go back to something that our friend Andy Stanley always says, which is sometimes the question is not what's right or wrong; the question is what's the wise thing to do. Mm. And that's where you see God's timing for each ever, each and everybody individually.
0: No, I, I love that. I love that. And. And while you were talking, it reminded me of um, the love chapter. Yeah. You know, we talk about timing. It starts out saying love is patient. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and so... Love
1: patient, love is kind. You're right. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. Well, Brad, as always, I love chatting with you. You always bring such great questions. You make me think of stuff that I wouldn't have normally thought about.
0: Likewise. Uh,
1: I tell you, for me, the, the key takeaways here are... When we are anxious and we are impatient with God, remember He does His best work <laughs> while we wait. That's good. So let Him refine you. Let Him process you and prepare you for what's next. And the miracle is waiting on you down the road. Well, brother, thank you so much for your friendship and encouragement. And so glad our listeners get to hear you uh, once again.
0: I'm glad they get to hear us talk like we normally do. So this is fun.
1: I appreciate you. Okay, buddy, thank you. Well, thanks for listening and make sure you hit subscribe and make sure that you share it with a friend. And next week, you're gonna get to hear from somebody who is absolutely blowing up in the podcast world right now. His name is Sean Morgan. He's been a part of the Air Force for years and uh, he started a podcast talking with leaders and he calls it Leaders in Living Rooms. It's a phenomenal podcast. He's interviewed some incredible people and uh, I can't wait for you to hear my conversation with him. We'll talk to him about what he's learned from all these great leaders and from his time in our armed forces. Thank you to Grow Minim and Stadia for sponsoring. And if you're interested in sponsoring the show, you can contact me at rgeorge at org.
0: Take a moment and subscribe to the podcast so you'll get it delivered every week. And subscribe to the Rusty George YouTube channel for more devotionals, messages, and fun videos. Thank you for listening to Leading Simple.